Here we are, another Saturday morning. Must be time for the Cummins Real Estate Group Show. Saturday morning, it's time for another edition of the Cummins Real Estate Group Show with Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope. Now, Michelle, I'm thinking it's a fun fact weekend. Actually, Curtis, we've got fun facts today. Oh, so another curveball. You're giving me more than one. Oh, absolutely. This is going to make us all smarter. It's some <laughs> I need all the help I can get, so let's hear what you got. And a good morning to all our listeners out there. So we've got fun facts. Yeah, we'll be a little bit smarter with these real estate facts. So listen to this one. Using prefabricated modules, some builders in China can build a 30-story skyscraper in as little as 15 days. That's almost scary. It is scary, but it's true. And uh, brass doorknobs, did you know they disinfect themselves? I did know that, actually. Did you? I did. They're perfect for germaphobes. I know yes. too, right? So, um, but still carry around your little um, hand sanitizers. Other metals as well, such as uh, uh, that also kind of disinfect, but not as good as brass. And brass is actually the most, uh, or the less expensive. Um, the world's largest treehouse has over 80 rooms, 10 floors, and took the builder over 14 years to build. That's a big tree. I thought tree houses were just supposed to be like, let's put it up in one weekend. And yeah, I thought it was like, you know, one, fun. maybe two rooms, maybe a little porch, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Those automatic lights, like the commercial that come on and off. It, exactly. Your phone or Siri or whoever that is. <laughs> Alexa, Siri, Alexis. one of them. And there's a castle for sale in France. Well, actually, a lot of castles in France, not just one, that costs less than a two-bedroom apartment in Australia. Yeah, I'd actually read something not too long ago, and it was comparing prices in France of, of castles to property in the Lower Mainland. And now you want to invest some money into a castle in France, don't you? I, my French is not so good. <laughs> Ouh, le bon? No, uh, yeah, so no, I just, uh, Fermi <laughs> Labouche is all I can remember from oh, high school French. Nice. Oh, it's telling me to shut my mouth is all <laughs> oh, I ever heard from my teacher. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> Canada and Denmark have disputed their claim to Hans Island for decades. And both countries will periodically visit the island to remove the other country's flag and leave a bottle of Danish schnapps or Canadian whiskey. That I did know. And I love the fact that, all right, let's go check out the island and, all right, take the flag down, take the schnapps, put a bottle of Crown Royal and a flag up. Let's get out of here. This is how friendly nations wage war, right? I know. I love it. Friendly here. (laughs) <laughs> From 1908 to 1940, Sears, um, Roebuck, and Company sold about 70,000 to 75,000 mail-order houses. They arrived as a kit and came with most modern conveniences. Some of them still exist today. Yes, no, I've uh, seen uh, a couple houses like that. You know, this is an old Sears house. I'm like, you could buy a house from the catalog? There is one on my street. It's actually the little cabin that I've stayed in in Chilliwack. Oh, my gosh, And it is it perfect. Is. It, you wouldn't even know. <laughs> wouldn't even know. And the owner, yeah, it was like the 1960s, and his dad ordered it from the Sears catalog. Jamie, that's amazing. Yep. I, I had I, never heard of it. <laughs> but I just like Sears catalog. I love the Christmas book, right? Yes. Which now we don't get anymore, <laughs> I didn't know you could order a house there. In several major cities like London, Toronto, New York, and elsewhere around the world, there are entire buildings and developments that exist solely for the purpose of hiding vent shafts, utilities, cell phone towers, railways, and simply to give off the illusion of occupation. That's pretty interesting. Mark Zuckerberg purchased four houses next to his home in Palo Alto and leased them back to the families that lived there. He did it to avoid houses from being marketed as next door to Mark Zuckerberg. 
money when. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to buy all the houses around me. So you can have the house next to the house next to the house that's Mark Zuckerberg's though for just this small that's price. Right, the fifth house down. <laughs> the biggest pyramid on Earth isn't in Egypt, but it's in Mexico, and it's hidden under a mountain. Uh, despite its free market image, all the land in Singapore is owned by the government, and 85% of housing is provided by a government-owned housing corporation. <sighs> Most traditional Chinese temples were designed with curved roofs to ward off evil spirits, which are thought to only move in straight lines. I love the feng shui. Like, I go every year. I'm part of the ARIA group, which is Asian Real Estate Association, and they have, um, you know, you learn the year different years feng shui and the overall feng shui but anyways that was interesting canada has the longest coastline of any country in the world probably you knew that when the eiffel tower was constructed the designer included a secret apartment for himself at the very top a last kind of fun fact in scotland homeowners paint their doors red when they pay off their mortgage Oh, well, that's a nice little segue. That's a perfect segue, isn't it? Start setting my clients a bucket of paint. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Make it red, right? (laughs) So exciting. And like mortgage parties. Um, Those are so fun. I love that idea. So uh, we've we, we've been hearing. Anyways, we uh, hello Jamie. This is your third time here. Welcome. It is. Thank you. <laughs> so Jamie's from West Coast Mortgages. Um, she's actually runs the team. It's a uh, part of Dominion Lending Services. Um, she's been here a few times. But for those new listeners that don't know Jamie Moy, uh, she they, they I should say her whole team work with over thirty major lenders across Canada. They handle all mortgage details so that you and I don't have to. You don't have to shop around, they do it for you. And they have special relationships and they know exactly how to get you the perfect mortgage for your needs. Uh, Jamie actually uh, has been licensed mortgage broker since 2004. Uh, That's a long time and she's uh, earned her 10,000 hours and she is like the number one in her field. It's amazing. So Jamie, thank you for coming on again. Welcome, and we're excited to hear what you have to say uh, this, this round. Right on. Well, thank you so much for having me. I yes. get to do, it's my 15-year anniversary next month. So what, you started when you were like 10? I know, You're I know. You're going to your door so young. purple? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Some different shade of color something. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. So I thought I would give you guys a bit of a market update today because there's good. been a lot of stuff going on in the news and uh, there's stuff coming up that, you know, hasn't necessarily been clear. So I hope to maybe clear up a few things. So um, the first thing is the Bank of Canada. So they um, met in April um, and they didn't have any change. Um, and we're having them meet again at the end of this month. We're not expecting any changes. So anyone with variable rate mortgages, fi- um, sorry, any kind of line of credit, you're not seeing payment increases. And really, the Bank of Canada has been looking at the global economic situation. Uh, they're not seeing the growth that they anticipated. There has been some trade conflicts. Obviously, we've seen that in the news. And then rising prices for commodities and oil and things like that. But the Bank of Canada is expecting that we're going to see um, things pick up for us in the second quarter and that housing is going to also stabilize. Um, If you are in a fixed rate mortgage, those rates actually dropped about half a percent since the beginning of the year, which is a huge amount. Um, really all that's happening here is that they're catching up with the bond market. So so um, not, not a huge big deal, but certainly if people have questions about whether or not they're in the best rate, they can certainly give us a call. Um, the next Bank of Canada meeting will be May 29th. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to talk about is the federal liberals, they introduced something called the First Time Homebuyer Initiative in their March budget. And basically this idea is that it's a shared equity program through CMHC, and the goal is to help 
help reduce monthly payments for first-time home buyers. Now, the details on this program are a little bit fuzzy because it won't come into place unless the Feds are, unless the Liberals, sorry, are re-elected in the fall. Um, but basically, it's the idea that CMHC would share in the equity gains and losses with first-time home buyers who are purchasing under half a million dollars. So the whole idea is that you would have a first-time home buyer, maybe they're buying a condo for say four hundred thousand dollars, and they have five percent down, so that's twenty thousand bucks. CMHC is then going to provide up to ten percent of the home price, or up to forty thousand dollars. So what's happening here is a reduction in the amount of mortgage that these individuals are having to take. So, um, for example, in this situation where you've got a four hundred thousand dollar purchase, we deduct the twenty grand the client has, forty grand from CMHC. Now they only need to borrow three forty as opposed to three hundred eighty thousand, and that reduces the mortgage payment by $220 a month. So for some households, that's a really big deal. This program, we haven't really seen that it's going to help qualifying aspects for first-time home buyers. When we ran all the numbers on it, I was it, wondering that. Yeah, it, it's actually a little bit less than what you would get through normal programs. And honestly, most Canadians don't like the idea of equity sharing with the government. We did see the equity partnership program in BC. The Liberals had that. Um, they had launched that in 2016, and they had an idea that you know you could do a borrowed down payment from the government, um, and they were anticipating 42,000 people to take uh, part in this project that was going to go over three years and they got like under 3,000 applications. So Mm. I don't know if we're going to see anything actually come from the federal liberals, but it's a program out there and it may be something that comes to fruition come the fall. Interesting. Yes. So you explained than, that very well. So thank you. <laughs> well, for having not a lot of information to tell you about it, that, that's just so that it might come up. It might be something that works for some folks, especially if they are concerned about their monthly overhead. Yeah. Do you know any first-time home buyers, Curtis? No, this would be like my third or third time when you find me a house that my wife, you know, loves. Oh, excellent. Third time. <laughs> third time's the charm. Uh, yeah, exactly. Third time. Did I get? We've third talked time's about the charm. That. Third time is the charm. So, yeah, this will be the, the, the third home that we purchase <laughs> together. I had a lot of first time home buyers in the beginning of the year, but right now, really, uh, no first time home buyers currently that I have. Uh, but yeah, we have a lot of people pre approved. Mm-hmm. I think that they're, I think that folks are taking their time a little bit now, and they're able to shop around because being a buyer's market, they have the opportunity to go and see a few more homes and not have to pull the trigger so fast. So it's making it a little bit more relaxed. I've definitely had people that have been out looking, but they're still waiting to find that for perfect place. Yeah, there's. You know, there's, a, there's not, I guess, that quite that rush that we had a couple of years back right now. People can take a little more time and not have to worry about buying it without an inspection and things like that that you should never do. Oh, exactly. Always have an inspection. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm thinking right about now we should probably take a break here. Uh, so, uh, Jamie, if people want to get more information about uh, your services and what you do, what, what do they got to do? You can go online. We're all over the internet, westcoastmortgages.ca. Um, you can find our team on Facebook as well. Uh, you can give us a call in the office, 604-534-6504. Or if you like email, it's just team at westcoastmortgages.ca. Excellent. And Michelle, once again, for folks that need your uh, web address, what do they got to do? MichelleCummins.ca. We're back with more right after this. And we are back with segment number two of the Cummins Real Estate Group show. It's, uh, of course, Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope, with our uh, special guest, Jamie, of course, who is our mortgage expert. 
Is that good? Mortgage expert? Sure, mortgage expert, broker, guru, whatever you like. Guru, I like that. Mortgage guru. It's early, whatever you like. I I like that one. I'm (laughs) going to use that one, our mortgage guru. All right, so, uh, well, what do we got uh, this uh, segment? Jamie, I wanted you to talk a little bit about, let's discuss the, you know, money laundering because that's a huge thing everybody is worried and concerned about it there's a lot in the news happening Mm -hmm. and going on about it and rules and regulations being talked about and so in the uh, mortgage industry what's happening in the mortgage industry regarding that money laundering well i mean right now what is basically coming out is the data so the bc government has released the information that 7.4 billion dollars was unfortunately laundered through the bc housing market just last year that's just for 2018 and they're looking at like 47 billion all across canada so the the unfortunate result of this is that it has impacted our housing market. They're anticipating that it was about a 5% hike in prices just last year. Is that just year. in 2018? That's okay. just for last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the people who have kind of been feeling the crunch and thinking they can't get into the market, hopefully with discovering this data and having the regulatory bodies uh, crunch down and, you know, get their ducks in a row, um, we'll be able to eliminate a lot of this. But I mean, the BC government has called this a national level crisis. I know that Trudeau had spoke very, very briefly about it the other day. So, really right now what we know is that this is an issue and now it's the call for what is going to happen what kind of government action is going to come in um, I know that as far as mortgage brokers, um, there has been a call from one of the heads of our industry to basically overhaul the Mortgage Broker Act and, um, you know, be adding, you know, more protections. Um, but of course, a lot of this laundering, if people are making cash purchases, then it's coming down to the real estate transactions. And of course, you guys have been heavily regulated and things have increased for you, Michelle, over, this, over the last several years. Yes, we have. We have a form called FinTrack, which mm-hmm. we have to get every new, every client. And uh, before we go into a transaction with them, we need to get their government picture ID mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and find out where they work, what they do, uh, if they are doing it for th- purchasing on behalf of a third party or not. And then if they are, you know, we have to get all that information. So we are regulated to make sure we receive that information and that we record it before ever go entering into uh, an offer or a contract with with a client. So uh, that but that still seems to not have uh, helped much. Yeah, it's interesting. And I I mean, I'm starting to wonder if people are doing private transactions, like things that aren't being listed on MLS, maybe they're going Mm -hmm. around or they're using some of these like for sale by owner concepts and things like that, that, you know. So then it may come down to the lawyers doing the closing of the transactions. And and I know they regulated too to to Mm -hmm. receive this type of information. But then, you know, yeah, it's so interesting. I I know that there's a huge issue with uh, shadow companies and, you know, uh, holding companies, these third party companies buying where you don't know who is actually the purchaser, numbered companies, things like that. So I know they're changing the regulations on that they're wanting to do so that um, you as the purchaser can't hide behind that anymore. So that hopefully will help and give more transparency. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, I guess we're going to see what comes out in the next year or so with with the government what they're going to be doing to protect us as the consumer because you know a lot of this laundering um well some of it might be happening homegrown it very well could be international and everything so um yeah right now we're, we're going to be keeping our finger on this i'm sure that um next time i come back we'll have more updates about sort of what our industries are doing but it might be a slow slow change mm-hmm. uh depending on uh, how much additional red tape <laughs> there mm-hmm. is trying to get through so so we so we shall see.
I have had emails from people from other countries try to purchase properties without being here, without having mm. a representative. And I always, you know, say you need a lawyer before moving forward with anything. And, and that's as soon as I bring that up, that's when they all of a sudden decide not to ah. respond anymore. Well, um, it's got to be buying anything sight unseen from another country is a little mm-hmm. sketchy to start with, especially mm-hmm. something as big as a real estate transaction, right? Mm-hmm. I think real estate, it's always belly to belly. Kind of you have to see what you're going to be moving into. It's, it's yeah. something's, uh, you know, not many people buy real estate without actually being in the property or on the property and seeing what they're physically buying because it is real. It's 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 tangible. You got to see it. <laughs> you hope so. Yeah, yeah. yeah you <laughs> wouldn't want to so. just you know. Oh, you know what? I think I'm going to move to Australia. I'm just going to buy something now and I'll move there later. And it's pretty tough to do that without your feet on the ground. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I mean, one of the things we definitely like to know who our clients are. We want to know uh, what what their intentions are. And, of course, we get a ton of paperwork from them. So, uh, you know, the bulk of our clients are all local. And we haven't had any personal experience with this. Um, But hopefully it's something that gets uh, corrected and and, uh, can open things up for especially some of the first-time homebuyers, maybe having some price correction and making it easier in some of those strata markets. So one of the things that I wanted to talk to people about is when they are starting to look for shopping uh, or starting to shop for a home about getting pre-qualified and doing that beforehand, before you go and start looking at properties. And um, one of the big differences... thank you for talking about that. It's so important. And It's so important. And I mean, realtors, uh, you guys work so hard and you work in sort of like the off hours, the evenings and the weekends when, you know, people aren't at their nine to five and your time is very valuable. So out of respect for your real estate agent, please get pre-approved beforehand. And it just makes everything so much easier. And to talk to a mortgage broker, have a conversation with your bank. That's great. No problem there. But it is important to understand that the pre-approval or the rate hold that you get from your bank may not be the kind of quality approval that you would get from a broker. And the main reason for that is that we do get a full application. We do pull the credit bureau. There's a full credit analysis that goes on. And I've heard from a lot of clients that will show up and say, oh, well, I'm pre-approved at my bank, but they didn't pull my credit or they didn't look at any income how can they possibly know you know Mm -hmm. maybe a credit card from five years ago that you canceled but it had that annual fee on it and now they've put that on your credit bureau and it was for $75 but it's hurting credit we see that kind of thing all the time so make sure that you know that your whoever you're dealing with has done a full credit analysis yeah because I imagine if you're a self-employed person because for income tax purposes you're not making a lot of money but now when you go to the bank to get Mm-hmm. A mortgage or to you, yeah. like, yeah, you're going to have to try to jump through some hoops. Well, actually, I only made 20000 on paper. Paper. But well, or maybe it's being, you can see the write-offs that are there. And yeah, ex- exactly. Because for folks like that, the credit is huge for the application because the paper trail is big on income. Right? right, especially if they're owning a company or something like that. Yeah. So definitely taking a look at that. And an important thing to know, people do get nervous about their credit. They don't want a bunch of people pulling credit bureaus. And that's understandable because if you do a lot of that, it can decrease your score. But as brokers, we can pull your credit one time. We can share it with all 30 of our major lenders if the client wants us to. They will all accept that bureau from us. So it doesn't depreciate the score. Um, and and uh, we as consumers, we can pull our own without it wrecking our score. So uh, would you suggest that the actual applicant 
pulls their own credit and gives that to you so that you don't have to. And then that way it's not pulled at all. I actually don't recommend that. I I think that it's great if clients know what their credit is. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, and I do not know the reason for it, when we have a contract with Equifax, there's Equifax and TransUnion. They're the two national credit bureaus in Canada. We have a contract with Equifax and we get bureau data directly from the company. For some reason, there is a slight difference between what the client gets and what we get. We seem to get a more complete data analysis. Um, We have a lot more information in our files and sometimes even the number, like the credit score can be different. So we can take that as a guideline from a client or if there's a client that maybe I've worked with for years and years and, you know, the credit has always been the same and we're not that concerned about it. But generally for any kind of first application, if we can get a fresh bureau from Equifax, then we have it right from the horse's mouth. What is going on? And we don't have any kind of surprises. But people can subscribe to TransUnion and Equifax if they have questions about their credit. You can get on a subscription where they'll give you an update every month, which can be really helpful. And yeah, and it's important because there's sometimes there's things on there that have never been have never been taken off that need that should be and Mm -hmm. things that you wouldn't think are on there. Um, You know, they get the company to to remove them and that helps build your score. And it's it's important to know what's on there. And these are third party. um, They're not run by the government. Mm -hmm. They're not run by Bank of Canada or anything like that. They're just third party companies that do the the credit. Yes. And and with credit, I mean, one of the challenges is that it's a very slow process. So sometimes we'll have maybe an applicant that, oh, well, if I paid that card off, will it show up on my bureau right away? And then will my score go up? Mm -hmm. Well, it does take time for credit companies to do their reporting to the credit companies. And sometimes there's a lag of two to three months. So nothing is overly fast in that process. Um, There can be challenges with, let's say that there was a something that was denoted incorrectly, maybe a late payment that was actually the bank's fault. They didn't take the payment for whatever reason or automation issues. So those kinds of things, it is important to keep up on them and just make sure, especially if you're making a major purchase, if that's in the horizon, if it's something you're starting to think about, make sure those things are in place. And a tip, once you get pre-approved and let's say you have an accepted offer, a firm offer on a place and you're just, hey, you're just waiting for that completion day and that move-in day and you go buy a vehicle, a car. In between or something. Yes. Don't these, do it. Right? These are these are things that we should not do. If you're going to be making one major purchase, do it one at a time. Because as soon as you have that brand new car that I'm sure is lovely and that you love, we do have to take into account the payments you're making on that. And that could throw things off as far as ratios for qualifying for financing. So we tell people that if you're shopping for a house, keep your job. Don't go moving around. Don't make any major um, purchases. Don't take out any big loans until you buy your home and you've got the keys and you're standing in the, your new kitchen, then you can start thinking and about And some people don't know either. Oh, I'm getting a, ray, uh, a, a different position uh, yes. or, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's not good either. Is that correct? If you're, if you're within your own company and you're getting a promotion or maybe they're, um, you know, slightly, they're modifying your position in some way, a lot of times that isn't an issue. But if you were to say change jobs completely, then we've got a track record question about, you know, how do we know if you're going to succeed in this new job? So it doesn't matter if you're making more. Yeah. If you change the company that you're working for, that's not. If there's some education behind it, I mean, we've definitely had clients that will change career paths and maybe they've gone back to school for it. All of that can make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But all of these situations are going to be proprietary to client. And so, yeah, we definitely invite you, give us a call. We can give you some advice around uh, what, what the bank is going to look 
happily upon and what they might start to question us about. So when Michelle convinces me to leave radio to come be a real estate agent and I go work for her, I should make sure not to buy a house around that time. Yeah, we're going to need to have a two-year history of your income at that point. (laughs) Now that that you're going to be self-employed, Curtis, we're going to need to see some track Uh, record on you, buddy. I don't think Michelle wants me as part of her group. (laughs) I I don't think so. I'm not the world's greatest salesman. Uh, That's uh, just about our time here. So I'm thinking uh, one more time, Jamie, you should tell us all about uh, where people can find information about what you do. Definitely. You can go online, westcoastmortgages.ca. You can look us up on Facebook there. Uh, Give us a call in the office, 604-534-6504. And if you like email, team at westcoastmortgages.ca. Excellent. And Michelle, one more time, what do people have to do to get in touch with you? michellecummins.ca.